This is Andy Purawal for Boxing Social in association with Betfred and I'm delighted to be joined by Heavyweight Huey Fury up here in Cheshire. Heavy, heavyweight hey, Huey, how are you doing? Yeah, not too bad, so how are you doing? I'm all good, thank you. I'm all good. It's good to catch up. I know we spoke the other day, but we couldn't quite tie something in. Um, but we're here now. Um, you're getting ready for a fight on November 21st, which we will come on to shortly. But to start off with, you have a new world champion campmate in Savannah Marshall. Uh, just reflect on Savannah's brilliant performance for me here against Hannah Rankin. Like I say, it was unfaultable. She's done an amazing job. And like I say to you, I think she's the next big thing in women's boxing, as you can see. Just looking back on her performance, what did you make of the fight itself and what was in the end a statement victory from uh, Savannah? Like you say, Savannah done what she had to do. She just boxed herself and she just relaxed in there and uh, just made easy work of it. And trust me, there's a lot more to come from Savannah as well. You've not seen nothing yet, so there'll be uh, more uh, impressive uh, fights more to come. With Savannah now, obviously, there's a lot of excitement building around her on the back of such an impressive display, as I say. Moving forwards, there's a lot of talk about that Clarissa Shields fight. For you, I don't know if you've had a conversation with her at all, but would you like to see that one next? I can say to you, she's, uh, if it makes sense, it makes sense. It's uh, surely up to her, but I think she's more than capable of uh, doing that easy work. Um, obviously moving away from Savannah and moving on to yourself. As I just spoke to your dad, we're kind of waiting for official confirmation if a show on November 21st still goes ahead because of a white Povetkin situation with Alexander Povetkin testing positive for COVID. Uh, Huey, I don't suppose you know any different to your dad? No, exactly the same. So it's just one of them. It's just a patient game at the minute. And just, uh, just waiting. Just keep, uh, keep him fit and uh, staying ready. That's all you can do. I know it's obviously been a frustrating period for yourself where you've had time out of the sport recovering from injuries I and mean, then you come back and now you had COVID, um, which has kind of put every, the boxing world on hold up until, what was it, August, uh, when shows were kind of really returned, or uh, July rather. How frustrating has this period been for you, you on a personal level, Huey? Um, it's one of them, you've just got to deal with it. It's, uh, it's been frustrating for the whole world, but it's one of them, you've just got to put your head down and just... Uh, working your job really and that's what I've been doing I've just been uh, staying in the gym staying concentrated and uh, working away How has it affected your kind of your own mindset and your plans obviously moving forwards I know as, as I suppose said to you Dad you've had vast experience at world level with some brilliant fighters and even though you didn't get the results you wanted the experiences will stand you in good stead moving forwards but with that in mind how frustrating is it that kind of your plans have been derailed and on your journey back towards world, world contention? Um, like I say, everything happens for a reason. you just got to be patient and, uh, like I say, you just work harder in the gym and everything will come in good time. I know, as I said, look, we're not, um, we haven't got official confirmation yet um, with regards to November 21st, but your dad gave me a little information about the person you've sent contracts out to. He never told me his name or anything, but... Anything that kind of you can let me in on with regards to what you're preparing for and what everybody should expect from the person you will be in the ring with come the 21st? Like you say, it doesn't matter who is in the ring against. Uh, they'll always uh, get a completely different youth fury again. So all I'm doing, it's like I say, the more age and more time comes, the more I'm developing. So like I say, time is on my side. I remember when, you know, just before you last fought, your dad said he wanted to see that more kind of, of an aggressive side from you come out and then you stopped your opponent on the night. Is this kind of something that you're keen to kind of push on with now? You want to show that you have the power to really start to damage the, the opponents that you're in the ring with and to cause more issues mm -hmm. than what people might have previously thought? 
Yeah, like I say, people's going to wait and see. I'm not very much of a talker. I do me uh, talking in the ring, so we'll uh, soon, hopefully, uh, wait and find out. Hugh, I just want to get your thoughts on kind of a few heavyweight fights and what have you and talk about heavyweight division. Obviously, this past weekend, we saw Alexander Usyk in with Derek Chisora. What did you make of Alexander's performance and his win? Yeah, yeah, he'd done what he had to do. He's, uh, he come across a very good uh, Derek Chisora, the best Derek Chisora. And he, uh, like I say, he was trying to get out of them big shots. And uh, uh, like I say, he could have done more. I think he didn't throw his uh, left hand as much as he should. Uh, like I say, that's all down to Derek as well. He put the pressure on, and it was good work by uh, Derek. So, like I say, you've got to take your hat off to Derek Chisora for coming in and a great performance from by There's still some question marks uh, being raised by people, especially, especially over social media, with regards to Alexander's power and when somebody catches him flush in the heavyweight division, how his chin will hold up to it. From what you saw, Huey, what are your thoughts on it? Like I say, uh, Alexander Usyk is a very... Uh, like he uses his boxing, he's, he's smart, so he's always going to try and outbox the opponent. So, like you say, you don't know that question until he gets hit on the chin by an heavyweight. So, like you say, all you can do is just wait and find out. Would you fancy being that heavyweight next? Like I say to you, it's never bothered me before who I fight or whoever, so whatever comes, we take. Um, since then, we've seen Derek kind of immediately on social media uh, lobbying for a bout with Dillian White, a trilogy fight. Would that be something you'd be interested in seeing White Chisora for a third time? Yeah, they had two close fights, didn't they? And like I say to you, I think it'll be a different story now, especially he wasn't in that shape, was he? So it'll be an interesting fight for sure. Do you want to get your thoughts on another up-and-coming heavyweight fight between Daniel Dubois and Joe Joyce? Uh, it takes place a week after you fight. What are your thoughts on it, Huey? Um, I think it's going to be a very good fight. Like you say, you've got two uh, good heavyweights and it's going to be uh, an explosive war. Who are you backing? Like I say to you, it's a 50-50 fight, isn't it? It's, uh, I'd say it's rather the who lands first, basically. Because they're two power hitters and they're both explosive or got a good work weight as well, so it'll be interesting. Do you want to get your sort of thoughts on um, a video that John Walder released, obviously, on Saturday night as well? Come out and started saying that Tyson Fury had his uh, gloves tampered with, and then he said that his trainer, Mark Breland, was disloyal to him, and also that he had some water that was spiked. What was your thoughts on that video and the comments? Like you say, it's uh, all uh, excuses, isn't it, or something, but yeah, you've just got to. John uh, Walder is obviously ruining his recognition, so he's better off being quiet and he should have just got the rematch and took the fight and done his talking afterwards obviously now that the fight isn't happening who would you like to see Deontay in the ring with next a few people suggesting we, he may not be um, back in the ring um, like I say to you sad to say isn't it obviously you've not uh, seen nothing of him so you probably just wait for Tyson again so you just don't know do you we will leave that there and I will leave you now to take a crack on with your session. I'll probably take more time than what we wanted, but I appreciate you giving up some time to me today. Uh, best of luck with the preparations still and hopefully the fight still does go ahead. Thank you for speaking to Boxing Social. No problem. Very welcome. <laughs>Well, Devin, it feels like a long time we've been talking about your return. Fight week's finally here. I guess the first question is, how does it feel to be finally back into a fight week and heading into a fight? Um, it feels good to finally be back in fight week. Uh, 
I feel like it's been a, a long time coming. Even though it hasn't been that long, uh, you know, uh, I'm excited. Everything that's been going on in the world, you know, yourself, you've got injury on top of that, I guess. What have the last few months been like for you personally in the return, you know, in context of everything that's been going on? Um, the last few months have uh, been um, interesting. It's been different, but um, I knew that I would be returning soon, so I've been working hard for a while now, so I'm happy to finally, you know, it be set in stone. I'm here, and uh, I can't wait for Saturday night to go in there and showcase everything that I've been, that I've been working on these last few months. I think it goes without saying as well, the lightweight division is on fire right now. So much has happened in your absence. Mm -hmm. Where do you see your position at the moment in terms of where you fit as the WBC champion, in terms of your targets in the division, where you sit, what's next for you? I feel like I sit at a very good spot in the lightweight division right now. Um, the whole lightweight division is watching me, whether they're saying it or not. They're waiting to see what I'm going to do Saturday night. You know, it, it, it all depends on, you know, this type of performance that I put on, you know. If it's a bad performance, then you know the whole lightweight division is going to fight me. I, I would, I'm going to turn into, a, you know, a bait as I would say. But if I go in there and I put on a, a dominant, very dominant performance, in which I will, then who knows what may happen. I know you just touched on that, but I know you said in an interview with us recently that you have to win in spectacular fashion on Saturday night. What does that really mean for you? Can you just expand on what that, what you actually have to do, and, and what sort of message you want to give out with a performance like that? Yeah, uh, I do have to go in there and put on a dominant performance because, like I said, the lightweight division is, is on fire. Everyone is sh showing up and showing out. Uh, so now it's my turn. Uh, a dominant performance is, you know, pitching a shutout. You know, of course, the best way to win in boxing is by knockout. You know, if, if a knockout comes, then um, I'm going to be ready for it. If it, if it presents itself, I'm going to take it full ahead. And talking about the landscape of the division as well, it was quite interesting. We heard in a, in a podcast of the Athletic, you were asked to rank your top guys in the division. You put Tiafimo over Tank, and that surprised a lot of people. Can you just expand that a little bit and why? Yeah, I think that uh, Tiafimo. I put Tiafimo ahead of Tank because you know, in, in Tank's last fight, I just seen some flaws in this game. I seen that you know, what a, a smaller guy would had success on him. What if a bigger guy who's you know has more punching power? If what if he had that kind of success on him? But the lightweight division is uh, an interesting division. Everyone is is so close. It's it's you know one performance can put you ahead of the next uh, the next guy. Everyone is, is is so close. It's so many good matchups to be made. You know, no one is you know far out from from the other. Talk about Saturday night. You got to take care of business against Gamboa. He's a tough opponent. He's been there with some real tough names. Is it is it fair to say this guy is still going to really put you to the test on Saturday night? Gamboa has been in there with the best of them. He's tested the best of them. He's been in there. He's a lot of top guys, you know, he's been their toughest test up to date. But I wanna go in there and I wanna be different. I wanna show him that I'm on a different caliber. I'm a different I'm a different type of fighter. He's never been in there with yeah. someone like me. I know obviously you're gonna be going after uh Tia Fimo ultimately, but I guess you're gonna keep one eye on Luke Campbell and Ryan Garcia. Your thoughts on that fight and who comes out on top? I think the Ryan Garcia and Luke Campbell is an interesting fight. Honestly, I see Ryan beating him fairly easy. You know, a lot of people think that it's going to be a close fight, but I think that you know Ryan will will come out on top fairly easy. Everyone's being thrown into fights from you know, the top of the rankings to the bottom of the rankings. Everyone's being thrown into tougher fights. How soon do you think it will be before you are thrown into that massive fight against the top of the guys? 
I've been begging for the top guys for a while now, and I said this over and over again. Any top guy I've been, I have called out already. I tried to make the fight happen. The fans want to see me in a tough fight, but it takes two to tango. I can't be the only one that's pressing for these fights. I want to fight the best. I want to fight the top guys. I want to fight the 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 top guys in the lightweight division, but it can't be on one sided. Um, interesting, just finally, you were talking about your legacy in a few interviews recently as well, in terms of about, you know, it's not just about making all the money, it's not just about, you know, whatever. What, what sort of legacy do you want to leave as a fighter? I want my name to live on way past me. I want my name to be mentioned with the greats when it's all said and done. I want my name to live on much, much longer than I ever will. I want people to, to remember me. Fernando Pimentel with BehindTheGloves.com in association with S-Jam Boxing here with the WBC light heavyweight lightweight champion of the world, Devin Haney. Devin, uh, you're Yoki's Gamboa, man. You guys have a long history with one another. You guys were, ta you were talking upstage about how he was actually training late night while you were still a kid. Youngster took the legendary picture and everything. What did it take to get to this point where you two are actually going to fight one another? Uh, for me, it took a lot of hard work, dedication, sacrifice. Um, you know, he's been at the top, you know, for a, a while now since I was a young kid. So um, I don't know what it what it took for him for him to stay here. But for me, you know, uh, I, I worked hard to, to get here. Everyone knows Uriel because he has very good skill, always been a very good fighter. Only three losses, two of the big losses that he has against uh, Terrence Crawford and the last one versus Davis. He had the Achilles injury and everything. Um, what do you need to do? in this fight to actually kind of make Gamboa look average and not look as good as he did versus those two because he did give Terrence some tough time he was able to actually give Javante a tough time with the Achilles injury what do you need to do um you know we, we, we got a game plan we got some things that we've been working on to you know to go in there and uh, execute but it's, it's different you could you could watch a guy all day and night and you go in there and it'd be a total different fighter so I understand that so we just got to go in there and adjust and, you know, see see how the fight goes. But it will be different with Devin Haney. Now, in this lightweight division, there is the four-headed monster, as everybody's calling it. You, Teofimo, Ryan Garcia, and uh, Tank. Um, obviously, Tank had a very dominating performance with that knockout versus Leo this past weekend. Uh, Teofimo, you, made re you had reactions of that after beating Roma and everything. What do you need to prove in this fight to actually say that you're there with those guys, if not above them? I'm um, just a dominant performance, you know. Um, I just got to go in there and, and be dominant, and that's the key. I want to go in there and beat, beat uh, Gamboa, worst thing he's ever been beat before. You know, he fought Tank. He had success with Tank, even though Tank knocked him out. He had success more than the average person has has had with Tank. Um, more, well, more, more than anybody has had with Tank. And I want to go in there, and I don't want him to have any any type of success. Besides yourself, out of the other three guys, which one's actually impressed you the most? Which one of those three guys have actually you looked like, oh, wow, that's a really good performance right there. Which one of those three have done they're, that? They're all putting on good performances. I, I, I can't lie. I can't, I can't, you know, lie and say that, you know, that any of them are looking bad. They're all putting on good performances. And that's good for the division. That's good for boxing. It, it's, it's making these, these fights stir up to be bigger and bigger. Can I get your thoughts on uh, Bob Arum saying that he would rather put, you know, let's say Theofimo in there with like a Ryan Garcia or maybe a Tank Davis, but not you because he feels like you haven't promoted yourself or you're not as visual as the other guys are. You're not as seen uh, by fans as much as Tank or Ryan. 
Uh, uh, Bob has said a lot of things. You know, he's been saying things like that for a while now, which it is what it is. Um, I don't think that, you know, Bob has intentions of doing any type of business business with me, which is fine. You know, it's when the time comes, the time comes. It's, it is what it is. Talk about the experiences of fighting in a bubble. Like, this is just completely weird. This is completely different. Mind you, you're wearing a mask right now. I'm on the other side. We're about a good five, six feet away from another. We're both wearing masks. But just talk the experience of actually being or having to go through this. Yeah, it's, it's definitely different. Uh, you know, this this whole mask situation. But uh, we knew that we knew what it was going to be. And uh, we just got to make the best of it. I'm happy to be back in the ring. I'm happy to you know be back under those lights, whether it's not many people many fans in the in the audience or whatever i know that it's you know thousands thousands of people watching all over the world so uh, I'm, ha I'm happy to be back and finally just let the fans know where they can watch it and what to expect saturday night uh, live on the zone saturday night uh it's gonna be fireworks i, I can't wait to showcase everything that i've been working on uh everything that you know the, the fighter that i've grown into in this past year now let the fans know where they can follow you as well all your social Inst medias instagram twitter at real Devin haney Right, thank you for your time, Devin. Good luck. Thank you. Hey, Fight Fans. It's Michelle Joy Phelps. If you haven't already subscribed to our YouTube channel, make sure you do so by clicking this icon right here or else. Danny Flexen here for seconds out with the new IBF mandatory lightweight contender, George Cambosos Jr. And you're still in, still in London, I believe. I am in London, still in London, but uh, get to fly back uh, tomorrow, back yeah. to Australia. Back, back so the day our uh, lockdown begins. Yes, so uh, obviously good, good time to get out. Yeah, Had a couple of days so. here and uh, perfect time now to get back home to uh, to Australia. It's been a long, uh, obviously long camp and I've been in Miami. So uh, kids miss me, the family miss me. So it's a good time to get back as a world number one. Yeah, great. Great uh, victory for you over Lee Selby on Saturday night. Um, enjoyable fight. Probably more of a chess match at times than a, than a war or anything like that, but certainly a clear winner at the end. Anything Selby doing there surprise you, or did it go pretty much as you'd expected? Uh, not really. Like I had told uh, pretty much everyone before the fight, I watched so much of Selby that I knew him better than he knew himself. Um, everything he'd done, I expected. That's why the game plan worked perfect. Uh, we took him, obviously, downstairs. We took the body away from him, slowed him up on his feet, made his jab miss. Uh, my defense was, was on point. My shots were clean, accurate. Um, I outlanded him heaps of punches. And, um, look, great win. Great win against, obviously, a former world champion, a guy that's that's been at the top level for, for a long time. And a six-world title fights, four defenses. Um, he's no mug. You know, I mean, he's a, he's a, he's a very good fighter. Um but it's a great win. That's two former world champions in their backyards. Um, you know, people got to got to applaud what we're what we're doing, what I'm doing. Um, not many fighters are taking the risks like we are. But um, in this game, I'm here to take the best and fight the best and beat the best. What did you make of the the lack of crowd? And do you think that helped in a sense because he was more the local fighter, or did that take away a bit because you can feed off the crowd sometimes? Uh, look. It is what it is. Obviously, we're in uh, a global pandemic, and you know that's the way you know sports are worldwide, pretty much. Um, you know, if you let it affect you too much, you know you're going to get away from your game plan. I had tunnel vision. At the end of the day, it was me and Lee Selby in that ring. Um, 
I didn't care if there was 100,000 people there or two people there. Um, as long as it was Lee Selby in the ring and I had, to, I had a job to do, I had a mission to do, and I uh, done, it, done it perfect. Now, a lot of people were saying in the build-up, it's kind of the, the boxer against the more aggressive fighter. But as it turned out, you actually outboxed Selby for long periods. Does that give you added satisfaction? Uh, well, look, that was the game plan. People don't realise how good of a boxer I am. Obviously, Lee Selby is a superior boxer. But I just went and outboxed Lee Selby, who's, who's obviously known for being such a good boxer. Um, that was the plan. People thought I was going to come flying in. I tricked everybody. <laughs> um, Selby thought I was going to come head in and, and, and just go to work. I'm a very good counterpuncher. I'm a very good boxer. I've got great boxing IQ, great feet, great speed, great power, um, great vision. Uh, and I stayed so composed. You know, it, was, it was a great game plan. And um, like I said, we we we... we Played the game plan, game plan to a T and, um, you know, box his head off. I truly believe I watched the fight twice already. Um, 118, 110 is, is, is a perfectly fair fair um, scorecard. Do you think uh, 135 pounds is the best division in boxing right now? I think so. I think it's a great division. You've got great names, um, high-profile fighters, guys that are coming up, you know, young contenders um, and young champions. So, I'm so, I'm so happy to be in this division. It's a great division. I wouldn't want to be anywhere else. If a lightweight uh, says that oh, I don't want to be in this division or they don't want to say that they're in the best division, well, they shouldn't be in this division. You should want to be with the best. Um, obviously, I'm here in the UK. I'm here in London. Obviously, let's talk about the Premier League. If you want to be in the Premier League, you want to be playing the best. You want to obviously become the, the win the Premier League by beating the best teams. It's the same thing uh, in the lightweights. You want these good fighters around you because you want to beat them to become the best fighter in the world. And um, I'm not here to protect any records. I'm 19 and 0, but I'm not here to protect the record. I'm here to fight the best and give the fans um, the best fights available. Now, you're in line for that IBF title shot now. The current champion is, of course, Teofimo Lopez. He has talked about moving straight up to 140, having beaten Vasily Lomachenko. Would it mean more to you winning the world title from someone like Lopez, especially coming off that Lomachenko win, than fighting for a vacant title if he does give it up? Look, Lopez is not going anywhere. Lopez is staying at 135. And uh, I'll tell you now, he's seeing me next. He's not going anywhere. He's he's making weight easy. He's he's got no issues making weight. I know he's got a great team with perfecting athletes. who um, I, know, I know the people as well. And uh, they're doing a great job for him. So he's not going anywhere. Um, he wants to make serious money, and you got to come see me. How do you assess his win over Lomachenko? Uh, you know, how much did he win the fight, and how much did Lomachenko lose it? Look, it was a it was a great win. I'm not going to take that away from him. I mean, it was a great win. He beat the man. The guy was Lomachenko was the man. He was the king of the division, and he beat obviously beat the guy. Um, but again, we all saw it. Lomachenko didn't throw a punch for seven rounds when he did start turning it up. Lopez started to gas, started to get hit, looked in trouble a few times, um, and then obviously came back and, and rallied pretty much in that last round and cemented it. But um, look, when you're coming up, obviously, like a guy like myself, I'm not going to wait seven rounds to start making a move. I'll be on your ass straight away. Um, my hand speed, my movement, the aggression, the smart boxing IQ, I'll cause a lot, a lot of troubles for him. And um I truly believe I, I win the fight. I really can't see um, him beating me. Obviously, he's got big power, but I've got great power as well. 
Um, so it's a great fight. It's it's two young, hungry fighters, um, obviously getting it on. But when you talk about him with the Lomachenko fight, you can you can make a case that you know Lomachenko kind of gave that away a little bit, but that's his fault. You know, he should have been on him straight away. Uh, maybe he was he was just I don't know outside of the ring for too long or the shoulder injury. He's using that as excuse or whatever he is. Um, you know, you don't wait. You got you got to be on straight away from round one. So is it a, a big pay-per-view fight in the US or is it a big live gate fight in Australia? Um, it's a huge live gate fight. It's a stadium fight in Australia. And I think the build-up from two young, hungry fighters and obviously being on such a big platform this last weekend, obviously as the co-main to uh, Usyk and Chisora, I think I made a lot of noise. I think a lot of people realise, okay, this guy can talk, but he can also back it up. This guy brings a lot of entertainment, not only outside of the ring, but inside the ring. So I think both of us, not only the way we fight, our styles are very similar, fast, aggressive, punches. Um, but outside of the ring, we can talk, we can entertain. So I think it makes perfect sense. I think it's 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 a great um, a great fight. And I'm his mandatory. It's not like I'm not his mandatory where you can say, well, what, who are you? I'm his mandatory now. I'm the number one. I just beat Lee Selby, um, who was obviously – in line, obviously myself and him were in line for the, for this fight. And again, Sorby was the number one in WBO. Um, he was the number one. So really, I know the WBO is probably going to take me out of the ratings now because I'm number one in IBF, but really I'm number one in IBF and number one in the WBO. So if anyone's proved it and earned it more than anyone, it's myself um, to make that fight happen. On the same weekend as your good victory over Lee Selby, we saw Javante Davis at super featherweight slash lightweight because there was a lightweight mm. belt on the line um, take care of business in spectacular fashion at the end at least against Leo Santa Cruz and then we've got Devin Haney defending the WBC belt against Yuri Gamboa this weekend. What do you make of those two guys and where they fit in at 135? Are they up there with the likes of Lopez? Um, look, Javante uh, is a great fighter so is Devin Haney um, like I said, it's a great division to be in because you've got fighters like that as well. Um, but, look, I had uh, Leah Santa Cruz. Obviously, my fight, I had my fight, and obviously I went sh- straight to uh, back to the hotel to watch that fight because I had so much interest in it. Santa Cruz was, was giving him, obviously, a lot and landing some good shots, and I thought it was pretty close until he got a little bit lazy and tank caught him with that, that beautiful uppercut. I'm um, not going to take away. That was a beautiful shot, probably knockout of the year. And uh, as not only as obviously a boxer and a fighter and a guy in this division, um, a contender, um, but uh, as a boxing fan, it was a beautiful shot, beautiful clean shot. But um, look, you can take bits and pieces away from that fight, obviously with, with them fighting. Same with Devin Haney now with Gamboa. You'll be able to take bits and pieces what he does. If he looks good, okay, he looked good against... A 38-year-old or whatever, 40-year-old, I don't know how old Gamboa is at the moment, but um, you can take that. If he looks bad, then you can take a lot out of that too and say, oh, he's not at that level yet. But um, look, great division, great names, great division. And, um, I think once everyone starts uh, taking each other out and then there'll be only a few left, then obviously we all fight each other. Another great fight in the division coming up soon is another British guy, of course, Luke Campbell, fighting Ryan Garcia out in the US. Who do you mm. like in that fight and, and why? 
Um, I'm gonna I'm gonna go with Campbell. I think Campbell's experience, you know, Lenares Lomachenko. I think his experience could get him over the line. Obviously, Garcia's young, but he hasn't fought nobody. He really hasn't fought anybody. Um, the guys that he's beat have been C level guys. Yeah, he's he's an Instagram guy. He's got millions and millions of followers on Instagram. He's got young, you know, 10, 11 year old girls and young 10, 11 year old boys loving him. But when we talk about boxing, what has he really done in the boxing world? He hasn't done anything. Uh, has he even fought a former world champion yet or better former world champion? No. So, um, look, I think this would be his biggest test. And I think Luke Campbell can do it. I think he can do it. And to be honest, Luke Campbell's uh, pulled up short a few times, you know, against these big names. And to be honest, I think he deserves. He deserves this win. He deserves to 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 achieve, uh, you know, a big win like this. So. But again, another great fight. Two good names as well. What a division. So in your opinion, aside from yourself, who's the best lightweight in the world? Well, look, you've got to go with Lopez. Lopez got all the belts. He just, like I said, he's beat, he beat the guy that, that was the man. Uh, before that fight, I would have told you Lomachenko. But aside from, obviously, you know, myself, I'm going to say I'm the best lightweight, but um, when you look away from myself, uh, Lopez, Lopez is the guy. He's got the belts. So you got to give him uh, the credit where, where credit is due. And um, he, he's the number one guy. And that's why I'm chasing him. I'm his mandatory. Um, I'm chasing him. I want to fight the best. I want the number one guy. I don't want number two or three. I want number one. And tell us... Um who you're going home to in Australia. You've got a big family, you know, people you haven't seen for a long time, I imagine, as well. I'm going home to my kids. I've got my two kids. I've got my three-year-old daughter, my one-year-old son. So I've been away from them for about uh, six, seven weeks now, obviously in Miami in camp and uh, these last couple of days in London. And uh, I'll go home. But I still have to quarantine at home. Obviously, Australia has a rule. I've got two weeks of quarantine in Australia. But at least I'll be home and... Um, I'll be able to see him real soon. But it was all worth it. The sacrifice, you know, the, the, the hardship away from him was all worth it. And I go home as world number one and um, world title next. That's the, uh, the sacrifice that unfortunately, you know, as fighters we have to make. And a lot of the fans don't get to see the, the, the sacrifices we make. This is the things we do for, for our family and to achieve uh, our dreams. Great stuff. Well, I really appreciate you finding some time before you fly back to speak to us. And um, you're welcome back any time. I think I can speak on behalf of UK boxing fans and say, yeah, we really enjoyed the fight. And yeah, come back soon. No, it was a pleasure. Um, look, it's a shame that there's no fans. Um, I always wanted to fight in the UK in front of fans. So uh, I promised the UK fans and, and a few of the people that I met here that I'll come back and uh, hopefully bring a world title fight to the UK. With, with a packed out arena but um, it's been a great time and you know I, I feel at home here great well we look forward to it and um, safe journey getting back thank you I appreciate it thanks for that thanks George take care cheers thank you Ryan, one of the things, Canelo is just, um, I mean, he's a superstar. He, he he is the face of boxing. And I don't know if you ever catch yourself just being a little bit starstruck when you turn over and he's hitting the bag or he's sparring 
or even if you turn around, he's sparring a heavyweight. I mean, what the hell is that about? Um, what is it? <laughs> what, what, what is it like training alongside him? And um, I don't know. What's it? Just what is he like? You know, we only know him as this superstar. I don't know what he's like as a person. You know, we only know him as the fighter. What's he actually like? I mean, he's just a great big brother. I think to both of us, he definitely is very hands-on. Um, stuff that you don't see on camera. He's teaching me, you know, constantly. Uh, just always watching my sparring, uh, and we just talk. He invites me to his place, and we just uh, chill. You know, he's like a young, he's like a young dude, though. Like if you, like he's so serious, right? When you see him uh, come into the arenas, or you see him, like you know, just when I seen him before, he was like this Terminator type of dude, right? Like, <laughs> Like he don't want, like you don't want to go up near him because you don't feel like he's gonna bite you or something. But uh, <laughs> yeah. I was so sh- I was so scared even interviewing him just because he's got this like glazed. You know, it's yeah. nice. He's not. You know, he's not that he's not nice, but he is a Terminator. Yeah, he's like Terminator. Like, yeah, like. But once you like start getting past that, he's just a super super friendly guy, laughing all the time, singing. You know, making jokes, uh, messing around with you. He messes around with this guy all the time. So, all the time. like, he's just a very good, 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 good big brother. You know, good big brother, and we're blessed to just be training alongside him. And he, he definitely feels like I'm the best one there in this lightweight division. He's seen me in the gym. He's seen me what I've been doing to these guys. So uh, he definitely sees a lot in me. He wants me to stay focused. So anytime he has, gets a chance, he's like, "Yo." No more YouTube. Get to this. Like he wants, he wants me to be all in because he knows what I could do. He's seen me, uh, and he believes in me. So that makes me feel even a hundred times more better to keep on going. So this one you might not like, but Jake Paul obviously fights Nate Robinson on November twenty eighth. Right. Now I'm not an expert in this world. You can see that I'm just, I, you know, it might not come as a surprise to you, but. Um, it's a it's a relatively new world for me, but this this beef with Jake Paul it doesn't look real. Can right. you is this fake news? Yeah, I mean, it's semi fake. I I don't I don't even know if I want to get into it, but you know, all best of luck to him come his fight. Uh, you know, uh, I, I've always supported him. I've always said you know it might be good for boxing, bringing new fans and whatnot. Um, uh, so this beef you know started as maybe kind of fake, but then it's turned into real, some real stuff. So, uh, I mean, do I want to beat the out of him? Yeah, I do. <laughs> I wouldn't mind beating the out of him. But, uh, but do I hold like a very anger to him? Nah, it's more like, all right, man, you, you, you messing around too much. I'm gonna punch you and then we can laugh about it after, you know, it's kind of not, I don't really have, I can't be angry. Like, I'm not what am I angry at, you know? So, uh, yeah, I mean, I don't know. <laughs> if it makes money, it makes sense. I'm sure right, the right, businessman yeah. will uh, agree with Add that. Add me a million dollar check or more, I definitely will punch Jake Paul a little bit. Why not? Well, <laughs> and he can weigh whatever he one. wants to weigh. He can weigh <laughs> 70. I don't care. <laughs> um, just, just finally, just, uh, just a little bit more on, on, on your fight, Ryan, before you go. Um, is there anything that Luke Campbell does that concerns you? No, 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 not at all. If I, if I personally, if I lose to Luke Campbell, then I'll be some Campbell soup. I'll be sick. I can't lose to Campbell soup. Come on now, man. If I lose to Campbell, then that means I'm sick. I'm not about to lose to some soup, man. Come on now. <laughs> I ain't gonna lose to him. No, I, I'm not worried about. I'm not worried about him at all. Uh, I know he has uh good good boxing ability. I know he has range. Uh, um, 
I know he's going to come to fight. I don't expect him to get knocked out early in the in, in the first round, right, second round. But uh, I definitely know it's going to be a fight, and you're going to see what I could actually do. Um, I know it's going to be a – it could be a tough one. You know, it could be one I got to grind it out. But as long as I get that W and win spectacularly, like I know I can, then that's all that matters. And I'm on to the big one. I want to fight that Javante Davis, Tefima. That's what I'm dreaming of. So I'm coming straight at him like a train, baby. Like a train. Let's go. Jorge Linares and Lomachenko both dropped him, but they could not finish him inside the distance. One thing that we've noticed about you, certainly recently, and you hinted at it earlier, that it, perhaps it is that your man's strength is starting to show now. Do you believe you hit him clean, certainly with like the, the shots that we've seen recently, that you will finish this inside the distance? If I catch him clean, I promise you, if he gets hurt, he's out of there. There's no escaping it. He's not. He, he could run all he wants. He could throw that baby jab all he wants. That stick and move. I, if I hurt him, it's over. And I promise you that it is over. The moment he gets hurt, I'm taking it straight. I, I know, like, it's a throwaway question because travel internationally is just, um, look, it, it's not happening at the moment. Uh, there used to be this thing that certainly with younger UK fighters or actually mainstream UK fighters to make it. You have to go over and conquer America. I think before COVID came, we did see a lot of bigger American fighters actually wanting to box in the UK just because of the crowds that we were getting there and the spectacles that we had. Down the line, would you have any interest at all about coming over and boxing in the UK? Or is that something like you've got your fans in the US, come to me if you want a piece of the the pie, I suppose? Oh, no, I'm trying to go over there. I feel like the fans are amazing. I love the fans in the UK. You guys go, you guys bleed boxing. I've never seen any fans like you guys, man. It's like, it's a dream. If I could, I'm telling you, if if I could have a huge fight in the UK, I definitely would because that is like experience that I, I want to experience. I want to hear the chance. I want to hear everything going. Uh, so definitely the moment I get a chance to have a huge fight over there, I'm going to. And Sean, how much did he take off you at the weekend with the Lomachenko bet or don't you want to say? Oh, no, uh, don't have no comment. You, you're, you're struggling right now. He's struggling. <laughs> He's got to figure out how to pay rent. He got to. Yeah. Hey, I, I knew it. I watched the fights. I was like, nah, just by the eye test, I could tell. Lomachenko had him, though. He had yeah, him. To be fair, Ryan, you did three. Lomas uh, sussing him out here, something like that. Yeah, I, There was a degree of worry there, but you, obviously the bet was the bet. So. I know. And then when he lost, I was like, listen look i know you want to crack on with your day and it's just about midnight here so thank you so much for joining us i know it's been um i know you've had to give up a bit of time for it especially uh the the two of you coming on together so thank you very much for joining us look we really really appreciate it and wish you all the best of luck ahead of your fight thank you so much i'm gonna go do a thousand push-ups now thank you guys. <laughs> yeah, good luck but i've seen enough of Derek Chisora fighting Dillian White. I don't particularly think you're at world level. Maybe your view don't really matter, to be honest. So, no better time to welcome a man who always lifts our spirits. He's talk sports boxing pundit and he's Spencer Oliver. Spencer, good afternoon, mate. Gentlemen, how are you doing? We're very well indeed, sir. Very well. There is a lot going on in the world of boxing, is there not? Yeah, there certainly is. It's all going on in the world of boxing at the moment. We've got, um, obviously, Dillian White's fight with Alexander Povetkin. Is just got, fell through Bevetkin's, um come down with COVID. That leaves Dillian White without an opponent. Now, there's a number of names that have sort of tried to step up to the plate and um, put their names forward for that show. And one 
One that really comes to mind was Derek Tesora. Now, he lost last week against Alexander Usyk, put up a great performance, losing on points, and he said he feels fresh, he's ready to go, and he wants a trilogy with Dillian White. Now, what an amazing thing that would be. Now, Derek, as you rightly say, fought at the weekend. I paid me money for uh, Skybox Office, and I watched it. Um, and, of course, as you said, he lost on points to Alexander Usyk. So, uh, this is fast approaching November the 21st. Derek Chisora has just come out the ring but then we go straight back in the ring to fight Dillian White. That's what he wants. Derek Chisura joins us live. Derek, good afternoon to you. Good afternoon, sir. How are you? I'm good, thank you. Um, well done, Derek. You gave it everything against Usyk. But would you be ready to take on White so soon after fighting Usyk? Yes, I'll be ready. I, I, I even say to Eddie, you know, I told Eddie, I'll take the fight. You know, I'm ready to fight. I like to fight. And, uh, you know, Dylan don't bother me. You know, I'm I'm ready to rock and roll. But he's, he don't want to fight. Simon, what's your take on that? Derek Chisora is ready to rock and roll. He says, let me out, Dillian White. I'll have a go at it. Yeah, I don't doubt it. I mean, Derek is a warrior. Um, and the two fights that we've seen from them have been compelling fights. And from a domestic point of view, yeah, it's a very interesting fight because, you know, Dillian needs a fight. But I've seen enough of Derek Chisora fighting Dillian White. I want to see a different fight. You know, I wasn't overwhelmed. You know, Derek had a very difficult task on Saturday against Usyk, but I didn't wasn't particularly engaged with that fight. And I'm not in, overly interested in seeing Dillian White versus Derek Tuzoa 3. Why not? Because, I, listen, I think it's an interesting domestic fight. But with respect to you, Derek, you fought... Every time you've stepped up a level, you've lost at that level. And I think Dillian White's on a different trajectory. And now this argument is difficult to make, Derek, because he's just got no, knocked no. out by Pavotkin. So I understand there's a hypocrisy in that argument. But I yeah, think Dillian no, White's no, on a different trajectory by, to you. by a guy who's 40 years old. Yeah, let's get it right. True, yeah. true. But you know as well, Derek, as I do, the last maybe thing that goes with a fighter is his punch. Maybe, maybe you don't want to see the fight, but the rest of the world... And that's true. I mean, I, I was the person that was asked the question. So my view is that I've seen that fight. I thought both of those fights were absolute Arm burners. Maybe and your I, view don't really matter, to be honest. Say again? Maybe your view don't really matter. Possibly. But, and, and, yeah. and, and of course, that, that, that's your perspective. I'm asked, answering a question that was asked of me. I've also been very respectful of the two fights that you've had. I don't particularly think you're at world level. I think Dillian White has the potential to be there. And I'm not really interested in seeing Derek Chisora versus Dillian White again. That's all. Not, no disrespect to you intended. Why, why is the world level, if you don't mind me asking? Well, the level that beats you every time you step up to it. The level that beats me, like, who have I, I got a lot of Vladimir Klitschko. And, but that's the, um, you're answering your own question, Derek. Every time you step yeah. up to a world level, you get beat, which is very, very difficult. I'm not a professional fighter. I don't have... I the... don't get, you know what? My last fight I lost by... Uh, if, if I have one more, one more round, I would have got a draw. You know, I, I put I put the pressure on the fight. The guy didn't want to fight. If I stood there... And you and you had the balls fight. to take the fight, my friend. And I think there's a lot of respect that you're entitled to because most a lot of people would duck Usyk and you didn't. Exactly so I give you a lot of respect we, for that. But you're asking me a question, I'm giving you an answer. And, and to be fair to Derek, uh, Simon, he, he's got the balls to take this one against Dillian White, having just come we, out we of, of a fight with Usyk. 
we know in a in a in a tickling in a in a what you call tickling competition. Uh, I understand what you mean. Exactly, yeah, yeah, yeah. We're in a fighting game. Yeah, you know, but Derek, that's your business, mate. You know, that's but what yeah, you do. But also, but also, the point, point it, it is my point to you is you're a guy who sits on a panel who, who's got opinions on and everybody sports, football, anything. Indeed, you got some. You got something to say about, about anybody. You know, if it's a football. Well, it would be strange to be on a radio show and be a mute, wouldn't it, Derek? It'd be strange, yeah, but credit is due where it's needed. Don't tell me, oh, every time I step up to the world level. I only box in the world level But, but, that's, but Derek, that's a fact. It, it's not, I, it's not, I'm not being but, rude. But it's Simon, I want, Simon, I want to come in here on Go that on, one, actually, as well. And speaking, you know, as, as, a, as a boxing man, the two fights that Derek Gisora had with Dillian White were, were incredible brilliant fights. brilliant fights, which is what I said. <laughs> And and you would pay money, anyone would pay money to watch them. So the third fight, stylistically, these two guys gel, stylistically. Derek was winning that last fight up until the 11th round. So there's no reason why he couldn't win this fight against against Dillian White again. And I think it would be an absolute barnstormer. And as far as standings go, because that fight with Povetkin fell out, I think this is a better fight than Dillian White versus Povetkin too. Do you want me to answer that, or do you want Derek to answer that? Well, I, I, don't, I don't mind. Well, I mean, you you, you don't go with that, Sam. Would you, if it I came, think, if it I, came I to if it I came into to 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 reality that Derek fights Dillian White, would you it watch would be, it? It would be a barnstormer. Of course, it will be a barnstormer because there's no reason to assume that it won't. Derek just well, why is a wouldn't warrior. you want to see it? Well, you're because I've, your because I've seen it twice before. I want to see something different. Yeah, but every different. fight's different, Simon. Yeah, but when you get different. when you get to trilogies, when you look at trilogies, we're we're demeaning the value of trilogies. Trilogies are at the top end of the game, not domestic fights that people can't get fighters to fight them in other areas they're fighting fights that are just at a domestic level how many times do you how many domestic trilogies can you remember that stand that in memory jamie moore versus michael jones was an incredible well you're uh, an encyclopedia trilogy. spencer but let's look at the reality of what other no, people remember yeah but i'm talking about like it doesn't matter whether they're domestic or world level if they're good fights they're good fights it doesn't matter where the guy is from granted that's my point granted but i mean and, and, there's, and, and by the way there was not one zero intention apart from my end to demean or to be disrespectful to Derek because I started it with both of those fights were barnstormers. It takes incredible courage of his convictions to go into, into a fight with Usyk because most people would duck it. But also, on the flip side of that argument, is that Derek is a shot to nothing by fighting Usyk because it gives him a profile situation because Usyk is is perceived to be, pound for pound, one of the best fighters in the world. But at least Derek's putting himself in the frame, Simon. Of course. And you, you, you can't argue with that. He's a I'm warrior. Not. He's just come out of the ring with Which Usyk. Which is what I said. He said, Nick's blast. I'm up for it. I mean, Derek, what, what would you say to Simon that uh, live and talk Sport that might convince people, yeah, this would be a watchable fight. Chisora well, against know, White. You know, I really care what Simon thinks, you know, because Simon is paid to say negative things to other to other athletes because he can't be what other athletes can do, to be honest. That's why he sits on a chair and a microphone. I don't really care what he thinks. You know, the public if the public wanna see it, we'll make it happen. You know, if Simon buys the T V if he pays for it, I'm happy. You know, I take I'll take, take my money, money. absolutely. You know, if you don't buy it, I don't really care, to be honest. You know, I, what someone says, I don't really care. But all I'm just saying, you need to you need to show respect to certain athletes because the way you come across sometimes is a bit, it's a bit arrogant. But Derek, you, can, you, can, Derek you, you can't take what you like from a conversation and then accept that, but take, then not take what you don't Simon, like. Simon, you know? I've got a question for you. Tell me, mate. Would you, buy, would you buy the pay-per-view for the third time? Would you buy that fight? Honestly? Will you watch it? Honestly, Honestly. No, 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 I wouldn't, no. I, 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 I certainly watched the first. I, I was I was disinterested in the first two fights, but when I saw the nature of the fight, it was an outstanding performance from Derek Chisora. It was an outstanding performance from Dillian White, but at a certain level, 
and that level is domestic. And I'm sorry that Derek doesn't thinks I'm being rude, but I'm just giving an honest opinion, and it's based upon having a great deal of respect for Derek Chisora. Derek, if you went in against White on November the 21st, how would you go about it? Tell us why you would beat Dillian White this time. Man, I fight the same way. I'll go to war. There's no point. I'll go to war. I'll take the fight to him, you know, because I know these guys are not fair than me, so there's no point. No, I can't. I won't box the guy. I will go to war with the guy. You know, we got. Well, go we on. got to remember, guys, that we got to remember that styles make fights, and stylistically, these two guys both like to meet. They they will lock horns in the centre of the ring from the opening bell. That makes a great fight. So, whatever way you look at it, domestically, world level, whatever it is, two guys that meet in the centre of the ring and fight with their heart on their sleeves, you're in for an entertaining fight. Okay. Derek, what I can tell you, mate, is the TalkSport listeners are loving your little verbal joust with Simon Jordan here. Uh, many of them getting involved and many of them enjoying it. So, uh, oh, yeah. I, don't, I don't like Simon anymore. <laughs> <laughs> well, you told me you were going to beat me up last time anyway, Derek. So, I, I, Derek, I think we could do better pay-per-view sales with Derek Jazora versus Simon Jordan. Why don't we make that happen? Yeah, well, I don't like that. Jordan, anyway, without like Oh, Derek, don't be like that, mate. <laughs> OK. Derek, listen, thanks for joining us. Uh, how, how Simon's going to go over this, I'll never know. I've got a commercial break to try and help him. It's Jim and Simon with Spencer Oliver, live on TalkSport.